than a couple of days. It'll be Veterans Day. And we've got a topic this morning with our guests, and that would be veterans' mental health. As I'm joined by a couple of folks from Natchaug Hospital, the medical director, Dr. Carla Schnitzlein, and also the vice president of operations, Tom King. Folks, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. And, well, uh, Carla, why don't you tell me a little bit about Natchaug and what you do for serving people and what you offer somebody looking for mental health services. Yeah, so Natchog, we've been here in Mansfield Center since about 1954. You know, uh, we are a psychiatric facility that has 59 beds and 11 partial hospital programs and uh, intensive outpatient programs. And we have services that range for treatment for depression, anxiety, substance use disorders, and everything in between. And, and Wayne, to add to that, a, a lot of people know us, um, especially in this area, with our inpatient beds here at, at Mansfield Center. But we have one of the largest geographic footprints of behavioral health services. Um, you know, we have programs up in Enfield, over to Danielson and Quinnebog, down to Groton and Old Saybrook. Um, however, our inpatient units are here, and, and as Dr. Slitzline mentioned, we have 59 beds. Um, and of that, we have 33 adults, and we have 26 children and adolescents. We have one of the largest um, inpatient units for child adolescents in the state of Connecticut, which is really, an, I think, a nice, a nice service to have locally mm-hmm. in our communities here in, in Northeast Connecticut. And since we are talking about Veterans Day coming up later on this week, how about veterans' mental health in particular? I know that at Natchaug, Carla, you serve a wide range of clientele, but do you serve a substantial amount of veterans as well? We absolutely do. Connecticut's a very veteran-friendly state, um, and actually a lot of the UConn students have veteran status, so we get veterans from UConn, we get veterans who've retired here, and actually we do um, some active duty service as well uh, at our CarePlus program with the sub-base and uh, the Coast Guard. Do you have any new programs to highlight? You know, not not per se. We've got, um, but I think it's important that we talk a little bit about our college track because we've seen a lot of increased stress for our, our freshman and sophomore classes that have come in during uh, the pandemic time. And so we actually have a program here in Mansfield Center in the evenings that serves our Eastern Connecticut State University kids and our UConn kids. In addition to that, we've been fortunate to have a a very robust older adult program that we uh, manage at Wyndham Hospital, which allows a lot of our older citizens in this area to receive services um, locally um, to help support them with both their mental health and substance abuse needs. We also provide transportation to that location. I think another hidden jewel of Natchog services is what's called Journey House. It's a specialized adolescent locked facility um, for young girls who are involved in the court system. You know, nowadays, as, as health care is so quick and there's such a rapid turnaround, the, the, these young ladies can come here and stay sometimes up to six months and really get some long-term care and build relationships and, and develop services that are going to help them be successful throughout the rest of their life. Carla, you talked about that college track program at Natchaug. Tell me more about that. Tell me how it works and why it is so effective. Yeah, so we sit at the main campus here in Mansfield Center in between two colleges, uh, Eastern and UConn. And we know that uh, college students are particularly vulnerable in terms of a lot of life transition, first time away from home, maybe developing uh, some new onset depression and anxiety as they deal with the stress of classes. 
it's really important that we have a program that understands their specific mental health needs and offers services in the evening hours when they don't have class so that they can focus on their treatment and be maintained in school, which is an important part of their identity. And we've got some social workers and therapists who work specifically with that population and understand the nuances. And I can probably add some of that from a personal standpoint, too. And this would apply to Eastern and to UConn as well, that when I was going to UConn, I lived in Trumbull. And if I got homesick or I want to see the family, you know, I'd go home every couple of weekends or so. You'd be home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But both of those local universities now have more of a global approach and certainly a more national approach. They get a lot more people from around the country and in many cases from other parts of the globe, and they can't necessarily do that. So does that create additional stress? And that's why this college track program is so important? Absolutely. You know, certainly home may not just be as simple as a phone call away for our students when they're dealing with different time zones, especially with that global approach. So it adds that extra support and that extra layer of security for those students so they have resources. And we've got a very good working relationship with both colleges so we can discuss uh, when there might be a student who needs a little bit more TLC and respond quickly. And Wayne, often um, students will come to, to universities and they already have services established at home. And with there being such a distance as living on campus, our programs here work very closely with their providers that they have at home. So there's no, there's no fragmentation or, or, uh, or discontinuation of services at Wiley Hero College. Food insecurity is an issue impacting many in Connecticut. How can this impact mental health outcomes? You know, uh, Wayne, it has a significant impact. It really goes hand in hand. Um, food insecurity creates a sense of, of stress and shame, um, both, both for, the, for the parents and for the children. Children are, are really more vulnerable. As studies in the Journal of Nutrition demonstrate there's increased mental health diagnoses and worse outcomes to food insecurity in homes. You know, being able to have a meal three times a day is, is, is a basic need in our community. Mm-hmm. And often um, individuals, especially children, will only get that one meal a day at school. Mm-hmm. And adults um, struggle being able to provide meals for themselves and, of course, for their families. Is Natchog doing, any- doing anything to address this? You know, great question. Uh, about 18 months ago, uh, Natchog developed a Natchog food pantry and offered bags of food and toiletries to our patient staff. And this really came from the staff here at Natchog. In, in the height of COVID, they realized that as we were caring for patients and sending them home, they didn't have access to food. You know, um, transportation and, and, a, and a lot of uh, community services weren't available to them. So um, in-house, Natchog really, I, I'd like to say, stepped up and, um, and really helped meet the need. Um, providing services um, to, to the patients being discharged. And this was such a success that Natchog opened this up to the broader community um, because we know that as, as we look around our, our local communities and, and neighborhoods here, there are a lot of people living with food insecurity as well. And we're coming up on Veterans Day, Dr. Schnitzlein. You've worked with service members and veterans what are some of the things we should know about veterans' mental health needs and challenges they might face? Yeah, no, and having worked with soldiers and veterans, one of the things that I always mention is, is that as much as we're celebrating our veterans and the service that they, they provide our country coming up on Friday, it's not always an easy day because there are some folks who left people on the battlefield and they think about the people who didn't get to become a veteran. 
So things like PTSD can kind of worsen. This can be a triggering time of year for people. So it's important to know that uh, check on your veterans during this time of year because suicide is still a very real threat. I was looking at the numbers recently, and although it's better than the uh, numbers in previous years, we still have about 17 veterans who die by suicide every day. And you probably have all age groups when it comes to veterans. I'm talking about the Vietnam War, maybe even, do you have Korean War veterans using your services? We do. We do. Um, Korean, Vietnam, um, and Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. It runs the gambit, and certainly each generation has its own uh, mental health needs. Um, One common theme we see, of course, is PTSD and depression. And also in our older veterans, we're starting to see isolation and increased loneliness that can lead to depression. To utilize your services, the first thing you have to do is make that first phone call or make that first contact. Is that difficult for the veterans to admit the fact they need help? But once they make that first contact, they realize this is something maybe they should have done long ago and your services can really help them. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of shame and stigma still associated with uh, veterans seeking help because the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines teach you, you've got to be strong, you've got to be reliable, you've got to be dependable. So to take that and say, now I need to depend on somebody else is a hard first step. But once they get in the door, once they start talking, you start to see improvement in their mental health outcomes. And there's so many resources that we can direct people to once they walk through the door. And what is that first step? Is it a phone call? Is it a referral? Do they walk in the front door? How does it work? It's a phone call. Our programs uh, take phone referrals, and certainly um, we're always happy to serve our veterans. Now let's go back to the Natchog Pantry, because not only is it an important service for our community, but the Natchog Pantry has Thanksgiving meals. Tell me more about that. Absolutely. And we've been actually very fortunate this year. We, we are going to have enough food um, to provide 150 meals um, to our community. So we're, we're asking people to, to sign up early, sign up in advance if possible, uh, whether through our website or through calling our department directly. But we're going to have turkeys and chickens, fresh pr- produce. Um, we really want to be able to provide the full experience um, for our community. And we'll be giving the food out actually here at, at the hospital uh, right behind the hospital is, lo- is um, a road called Conanville, and at 196 Conanville Road is where, where we'll dis- be distributing these Thanksgiving meals. Now, I see on the flyer here, Thanksgiving meals will be distributed on November 22nd, 23rd, two different time frames on the 23rd. November 22nd is 1 to 5, and on November 23rd, you'll do it from 9 to 11, and then again 1 until 5. But separately, it says the Natchog Food Pantry is open to the public the first Tuesday of the month. So this sounds like two different food distributions. Tell me about the difference and how it works. It is. The Thanksgiving meals on the dates you mentioned are specifically regarding the holiday. But every um, the first Tuesday of every month from 9 to 11 a.m., and the third Friday of every month, from 1, to p- 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., we have a food pantry. You know where we have um where we have we have um we, we partner with Food Share, and we have started um to really develop a a, a large area um of, of food that we can provide to the community. And people can just show up for this, or they could actually contact us directly because we we also take appointments, understanding that people have different schedules and transportation might be an issue. So they can reach out to us directly and schedule an appointment to um, 
access the food pantry. Now, these two things we've talked about, the food pantry on the first Tuesday of the month and the third Friday, and the Thanksgiving meal distribution, is that for the general public or is that just for the veterans we've talked about this morning? That's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Whoever has a need should reach out to us. Absolutely. Carla, have you had occasions where the services provided by Natchaug Hospital for veterans have been good enough that during or after those sessions, the veterans reach out and tell you how important it was and how valuable it was and how productive it was? In other words, thanking you. Yes. Um, it's amazing when you build that rapport, when you take the time to listen to their story and understand where they're coming from, how you see a change in their demeanor, a change in their presentation, and oftentimes I've heard back how it's changed their life and the lives of their families, because it really is the whole family uh, that's supporting the veteran, that's working with them and walking them through their journey. So yes, I do hear back from patients and families. Is part of the issues that they deal with that the people who've not been in combat situations, in war zones, and things like that, that people don't understand what PTSD is all about. Yet these veterans are suffering from it, and other people just think it's it's not a thing. But it is a thing. It absolutely is. And, you know, um, working at Walter Reed, working at Fort Polk, you know, even while I was deployed in Kuwait, I would talk about it as, yes, it's an invisible injury. But that doesn't mean you're not injured, that you're not struggling with things. And framing it in the way that, hey, if you broke your leg, you'd see the orthopod, you'd get it work. If you broke your brain, you broke kind of that resolve. We need to do the same sort of thing. You know, certainly it's not a surgery, but the therapy can feel just as invasive. But we're going to get you through it. Other than PTSD, which is fairly well known, pretty common, what other conditions have veterans been dealing with that they require your services? Absolutely. Depression, um, we see a lot of that. Like I mentioned before, especially in our older vets who are struggling with isolation because maybe they've lost family members, maybe they've lost people in their unit. We also see a lot of uh, substance use disorder um, by virtue of folks kind of struggling with the depression, struggling with PTSD, and sometimes using something like alcohol to manage their struggles. So again, how can they get help? Absolutely. It's just one phone call away. The other thing is, for emergency services, there is the Veteran Suicide Hotline um, that does a very nice job of understanding the veterans when they call in crisis. And what is that Natchog phone number? 860-456-1311. All right. Good information about veterans and advance of Veterans Day and about the Natchog Pantry Thanksgiving Meals which will be coming up November 22nd and 23rd at Natchaug Hospital. The pickup will be at 196 Conantville Road. Thanks to our guest, Medical Director Dr. Carla Schnitzlein, and also Tom King, Vice President Operations at Natchaug Hospital. On 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.